0: Welcome to Bench and self Love Podcast. I'm your host, Anna, but you can call me Anchi. For the past few years, I've been struggling with binge eating disorder, severe procrastination issues, and a really poor self-image. Any kind of self-love has been pretty much non-existent. But I've realized I'm not alone in this, as millions of others struggle with accepting who they are, and we all fight our inner battles. I'm not an expert on this, nor I claim to be, but I have a story and I want to share it with you guys, raw and honest, with all its highs and lows. Every Tuesday I share my experience, thoughts and tips on overcoming binge eating disorder, procrastination and tips on gaining self-love and respect. Join me and our listeners on our journey to build a healthier and kinder relationship with ourselves. Make sure to subscribe to Binge on Self Love podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts, so you don't miss any future episode. For more content on binge eating, procrastination, self love, and self acceptance, visit bingeonselflove.com and follow me on Instagram at bingeonselflove. Disclaimer: Binge on Self Love podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It doesn't provide professional medical advice, and it is not a substitute for a diagnosis or treatment. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Bench on Salva podcast. My name is Anna, but you can call me Anchi, and I'm your host. If this is your first time you're listening to this podcast, thank you so much for joining and for listening to this podcast. And if you've listened to this podcast before, thank you so much for coming back. Every Tuesday, we meet in this podcast, virtually, and I share with you my thoughts, my tips, my experience with binge eating disorder, procrastination, recovery, self-acceptance, in hopes to encourage you on your recovery journey, on your self-acceptance journey. First of all, I want to thank every single one of you for listening to this podcast. I know I sound like a broken record because I say this every single time in every episode, but I am just so incredibly thankful and grateful for each and every one of you who've listened to either just like a part of an episode or the entire episode or multiple episodes. I've been doing this podcast for almost six months and I'm getting closer to reaching 1000 listens of this podcast, which I'm again incredibly grateful for. I know it doesn't sound like much compared to other podcasts, but that doesn't really matter to me. I'm just grateful that I have this opportunity, that I am in this position that I can make this podcast and that you guys seem to enjoy it. So, if you like this podcast, make sure to subscribe to Bench on Selfaff Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, and let me know what you think. Second of all, I've decided that twenty twenty one for me will be a year of stepping out of my comfort zone, and I realized that the phrase "comfort zone" is like the most cringeworthy phrase you probably ever hear, but If you knew me, you would know that I am the queen of comfort zone. I don't like changes. I don't like changes at all. And I don't like discomfort and the unknown and the pain of trying something new. So that's why I've decided that I will try to do this podcast a little less scripted because I prepare a script for each and every episode to make sure that I get my point across and that I don't just babble for 30 minutes. But I think that the scripts make the episode sound a lot less genuine and my point may not come across as honest and as genuine as I want it to be. And I think the biggest fear for me is that English is not my native language and I'm just terrified that I will say something so stupid or that I won't know how to say something. I think it's time not to make this about perfection but rather about being honest and sharing my honest experience with you. So that's enough intro for today, and now it's time to get to the actual episode. Today I want to talk about something so so important, which I realize I say in every single episode, but I truly find this very very important. And I've actually wanted to talk about this ever since I started this podcast, but I just didn't feel like is the perfect time to do so. But based on the feelings that I've had and the experience I've had in the past few days, I think it's just a perfect time to talk about this. And what I want to talk about today is social media in relation to comparison, recovery, and bad image. I have a love-hate relationship with social media. And as much as I hate to admit it to both myself and to anybody else, social media did and they still do have a massive impact on my life. They are a part of my life and I dare to say they are part of your lives as well. Whether we use social media for entertainment, whether we use them to search for inspiration, for staying in touch with our friends, with our family, whether we use it as part of our job, social media are always there. Every time we check our phone, every time we open our laptop, they are there. And it's fair to say that social media are an amazing tool. They give us the opportunities that we never dreamed of having. They allow us to discover new places and meet new people but at the same time they can become triggering and detrimental for our mental health and for our physical health. Especially if you are dealing with an eating disorder, disordered eating, disordered body image or things like low self-esteem. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. I'm going to start with sharing a little bit of my personal experience. The first thing I do in the morning when I wake up is that I take my phone, still half asleep, my eyes are half closed, and I take my phone and check my social media. And 99% of the time, nothing important has happened during those past couple of hours when I didn't check my phone because I was sleeping. But I still had that feeling that I am missing something and that something amazing must have happened and that I must take a look at what other people are doing. And whether that's Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, and it's obviously not something that I'm super proud of, but this is my current reality. So I'm saying it as it is. And I definitely spend more time on social media now that uh, the current pandemic situation is going on in the world. The place where I live, we've been in pretty much constant lockdown ever since September 2020. So social media definitely became like the only way how to stay in touch with your friends, how to stay in touch with your family, and just in general to stay in touch with the world, I guess. I've said this before, but I have kind of like a love-hate relationship with social media, And there are a few reasons why. Number one, I've always had issues with procrastination ever since I can remember. And with the rise of social media and with the rise of YouTube, those platforms became my favorite way how to procrastinate. Whether I was procrastinating on finishing projects for school or whether it was procrastinating on my personal goals, I would always turn to social media to feel better and to avoid my duties. Reason number two is that I compare myself with people on social media to such extent that when I leave social media I usually feel demotivated, frustrated, ugly, stupid, unsuccessful and all these kinds of stuff. I don't necessarily think this is a fault of social media itself and of what other people show on social media, but rather of what we don't share and what we don't show on social media. But I'll talk about this in more details a little later in this episode, so please bear with me. Reason number three why I have this love-hate relationship with social media is probably going to sound a little weird, but I think that I got to a point where I use social media to compensate what I am missing in my life. And I started to kind of like live life through people on social media, if that makes any sense. It sounds even weirder when I say it out loud, I'm not gonna lie. But what I mean by this is that throughout the years when battling binge eating disorder with low to no self-esteem, during those years, I was feeling unhappy and worthless Social media became a place I would turn to and a place where I would watch people live their like seemingly perfect lives. They were living lives that I wished for myself. I watched those people's vlogs and days in lives thinking they are living just exactly the way that I wanted. But I never had the courage or the faith that I could actually live like that. Those people seemed to live a life that was happy, healthy, fulfilled, full of creativity, they were making enough money to live a comfortable lifestyle, they were starting their own businesses, and they just seemed to be overall happy. So I would say that social media gave me this false feeling of satisfaction, it provided me the things that I was missing in my real life, if that makes any sense. And I truly don't know whether my relationship with social media turned out this way because of the procrastination, or because of my non-existent self-esteem, or because of me feeling like I can never be good enough at anything and that I don't deserve to be happy. Most probably, it was a combination of all those things. I want to pause here for a little bit and share with you some of the recent events that I've encountered with social media and... And talk about some of the feelings that i had in the past few days which is as i mentioned something that led me to make this episode at the beginning of january i've joined the gymshark 66 challenge I'm not sure how you guys are familiar with the brand and with the challenge, but in short, it's a fitness-related challenge when you set yourself a certain goal at the beginning and then you basically map your journey on social media. This is my third time, third year I'm joining this challenge and this year, for the first time, I've set goals that are not appearance or weight-related. I've set myself three goals and those goals are that I want to be consistent And everything that I do, that I want to learn how to do a proper push-up. And I want to do 10 of them by the end of the challenge. And I also want to help people through this podcast. And I'm super proud of those goals because they are not goals that I've had previous years like to lose weight or to do this or that. Something related to my appearance or my weight. The thing is I really love the challenge. There is nothing wrong with it of course but I've noticed a few weeks in the challenge I started to kind of compare myself with other people who joined the challenge as well. I followed those people and some of those people followed me but I must say that few weeks in the challenge, I started again to compare myself with the people who joined the challenge, the people I followed. And then I even started to compare myself with the actual athletes and the brand representatives, which I think is like the worst thing you can do. And whenever I opened social media, I saw people smashing their goals, people progressing, people being praised and cheered for, which is like amazing. But I started to feel way less happy when doing the challenge even though nothing has really changed i was still working out i was sticking to my goals the only difference was that i started to compare myself and i know like right now i sound like a jealous bitch it's not that i envy those people their success it's more that i start to doubt about myself like am i doing this right am i even good enough or should i be in this challenge and why is my progress so slow And am I even, like, capable of doing this? And all these kinds of stuff. And this is just a clear example of how fucked up it is to compare yourself with somebody else. Because the moment you start to compare yourself and you start to doubt yourself, the joy you get from doing something is completely gone. This brings me to my next point, another recent experience I've had on social media. There is this girl that I follow on Instagram. No, no, there are two of them. Two girls that I follow on social media and they've been launching their own projects. And I'm really, really happy for them because I follow them for a really long time and I have followed them along their journey. And at first, I find their content and their journey to be super motivating and super inspiring for me. And I felt like, if this girl can do it, then I can do it. And I mean this in like the nicest way possible. But the longer I followed them again, the worst I started to feel about myself and about my accomplishments. I set myself certain goals, but compared to those girls that I mentioned, I felt again like I am falling behind, like I'm again progressing so slow. I felt like I can never do that, like those girls seem to be so successful and they've got it all together and they are just so popular and beautiful and smart and successful. So I've noticed that I felt way less excited about my own life and the things that were going on in my my life and things that I was working on because I started to doubt myself whether I even should be doing this, whether I even should be trying to accomplish something I started to question why I was doing what I was doing. To give you an example, I started to question whether I am good enough to do this podcast, whether I am qualified to get a better job, whether I could potentially start my own business one day. All these things were running through my mind. Just a few days back, I was lying in my bed in the evening and my mind was spinning like crazy with all the negative thoughts about myself as a person. I was thinking about all those people who seem to be so perfect and then there's me not knowing what to do, not knowing how to do something or just in general being really self-conscious about myself. And I started crying. And I'm not saying this to pity myself. I'm just saying this how detrimental social media can be to you if you compare yourself with other people and i definitely take the responsibility for spending so much time on social media and for not getting off of social media when i started to feel like that I feel like I spent too much time keeping up with lives of other people on both YouTube and on Instagram that I stopped appreciating my own life and my own experience and all the things that were happening in my life and my small achievements and those beautiful moments that I have in my life. All of that seemed like nothing compared to those people on social media. And I've decided to share this with you today because I think that Unfortunately, many of you experience the same, maybe not to such an extent like I did, but I think many of us compare ourselves with other people online. And I think we don't often realize how much of an impact social media and the internet have on us until we end up feeling like crap. I still love social media as they can be A great source of inspiration to start something new, to believe in yourself, to believe that nearly everything is possible if you put your mind to it. And it's a great way how to discover new places, meet new people, and how to connect with people. But at the same time, it is a place where we compare ourselves with others and when people are constantly being judged and hated on. And with the rise of Instagram, I think it became more about following complete strangers following people from the other side of the world and like there is nothing wrong with that if their content is entertaining for you or interesting for you but i just feel like today we know more about people on social media like celebrities or influencers we know more about them than we know about our actual friends sometimes Why do I find comparison on social media so detrimental to our mental health and physical health? The reason number one is because we compare ourselves with people we don't know. We compare ourselves with people we admire, with people we are jealous of or envy of. We compare ourselves with celebrities, models, influencers, entrepreneurs. We compare ourselves with people that we've never met before, with people that we know nothing about. And we compare ourselves with the best moments and with the highlights of somebody else's life. And we compare that to our reality, to our everyday reality. And it's, not su- and it's not surprising that if we do that, if we compare ourselves with those people and their best photos, best moments, best achievements, then we end up feeling shitty about ourselves. We surely compare ourselves with people in the offline world as well, but I feel like those people are usually our peers. They are people that are either close to us or people that we know, people that we work with, our friends, colleagues. I still don't think it's healthy or necessary to compare yourself with anybody else, but at least you are comparing yourself with someone in a similar situation on or on a similar job position, and that doesn't happen on social media. Reason number two why I think comparison on social media is detrimental to us is because we compare our appearance and our bodies. I dare to say that the internet and social media are the enemy of healthy body image. I know that before social media and before the internet there were magazines and TVs and commercials, different beauty standards specific for each period in time but I think that there has never been such a tool that would affect and influence so many people at the same time. I'm gonna speak just for myself but from a perspective of someone who've dealt with an eating disorder for many years and as someone who's been very self-conscious I find it really really hard not to compare myself and not to compare my body and the way I look with people on social media. If you scroll through social media, most of the posts you will see will be enhanced, they will be edited, they will have filters on them, there will be lightning adjustments, they will be airbrushed, photoshopped, all that stuff. And it's so sad that this is what became the new normal, the new reality. People posting photos of themselves, looking their best, wearing their best outfits, being at the most beautiful places in the world. Photoshopping every detail of their photos and the sad part is we don't question whether this is real We don't question whether or not you've used a filter anymore. It's just a new norm It's like not surprised that you've used a filter or that you edited your photo And of course I edit my photos as well, but I edit my photos which are oatmeals and nature I usually never post photos of my body or my face and if I do, I only use filters for lights. I never photoshop my body. I think I once photoshopped my face when I had a pimple and that was it. And I don't want to say that those people who edit their photos are not beautiful. It's just that with social media, this is their enhanced version of people. This is their perfect, beautiful, successful, loved, wealthy, fit, traveling the world style. And although somewhere in my mind I know this is not reality and that even those people who post those photos don't look like that 24-7, it is still somewhere in my mind the comparison voice saying like, look at this person, look at this girl, she's beautiful and now look at you, you look ugly, look at your hair, look at your skin, look at your droopy eyes, look at your hair, look at your wrinkles. I'm glad that people now more than ever share whether or not they use their filters. They show us the reality of taking and editing their photos and that more people show not just their highs, but also their lows. And I'm grateful for that. But I still think that we praise the perfect model-like bodies which prevail on the internet. We praise people with shredded bodies, lean legs, abs, muscles, beautiful makeup, hair, and so on. And the more we compare ourselves with those people, the more we start to question ourselves and why we look the way we look and why we don't like this and why we don't like that and what can we do to be more like that person and stuff like that. During the first months, maybe even first year or so in the binge eating disorder recovery, I find a lot a lot of fitness-related posts to be triggering for me. I didn't know that diets are not a solution for me, nor do I think they are a solution for anybody. But I was constantly fighting the inner battle of letting go of the twisted idea of the perfect body and my desire to have that perfect body that would fit those society standards and my own standards. And to give you an example, I've never questioned the fullness or the size of my lips, the size of my boobs, until social media became a thing. Sure, I've always had insecurities and I will always have some insecurities. But again, with social media, it became almost like the new standard that if you don't like something about yourself, you go and change it when kylie jenner's lips became a thing few months later no one was surprised when young people started getting lip fillers it just became like a new norm a new standard no one was surprised anymore i don't think there's anything wrong with changing something about yourself if, if that's something you really want and you know you want it and you believe it will make you happier and you do it for yourself, not for anybody else. But there's everything wrong if you change something about yourself just because it's trendy or because it's popular on the internet or because you feel pressured to do so. It's not just our overall appearance but our bodies as well that are now a reflection of unachievable and unsustainable trends and expectations. Again, we praise people's before and after photos and on one hand that's amazing because those people seem to be working really hard, but I find it sad that we appreciate the outer outcome, we appreciate the way their bodies changed, and we completely overlooked what has changed on the inside, the mindset, the attitude. We praise people who seem to look their best 24-7. And it creates, again, this idea that this is something that you can achieve, that you can look your best 24-7 and that, it's the, and that it is something you should aim for. Like I said, we compare ourselves with athletes, with fitness influencers, and it's really hard to see those posts for, I think, anybody, but especially for someone dealing with an eating disorder and someone recovering from an eating disorder. And we can, of course, post whatever we want. We have full rights to do so. But I just think that sometimes we should really think about what message we are putting out there with our content. The last point I want to mention in terms of comparison is comparison of our lives, our goals, and our careers with other people. I'm going to go first and say that I compare myself a lot with influencers and entrepreneurs my age. And I always end up feeling like such a loser when I do so. Because I look at those people and I see that they are doing what they love for a living, they are successful and they they don't have to worry about such basic things as having enough money for food or for a rent. And they just seem to have the perfect work ethic and they travel the world. When it's possible of course and then i look at myself and i start to compare myself with those people but the first thing i should realize is that those people also started somewhere and i should not compare my beginning to someone else's middle or end or whatever a thing number two is that i shouldn't compare myself with anybody in the first place Honestly, hearing those stories of some of those people can be super inspiring and super motivational for you to start something. But once you start to compare yourself with those people, you will again lose the joy of doing what you're trying to do. And very often when I use social media and I follow those people, I start to feel like I'm falling behind in life because I am 27, I work 9 to 5 job, I don't have my own business, which is something that so many people do now, I don't have the hustle culture, work ethic, I procrastinate, and I'm not making money off of social media and all those things. But what really helps is looking at things from a little different perspective. If I compare myself to where I've been just a few years before, I see such progress that I can be so proud of. I've been recovering from binge eating disorder for almost two years now, and i feel better than ever and i dare to say that i have so much healthier relationship with both food and with exercise and just in my and with myself in general i graduated university i've been able to deal with procrastination more and more which is really a great accomplishment for myself and all these achievements no matter how big or small they are they shape me they make me who i am and i am thankful for them I think one thing to remember is very often the most important changes that happen are those that we can't see, those that happen in our minds. So to conclude this episode, I want to emphasize that you don't need to compare yourself with anybody. It's really easy to get caught up in the social media cycle when you start by seeking motivation, looking for inspiration on social media. And then when you leave social media, you feel frustrated and demotivated. So you again use social media to feel better about yourself and about something. But you again leave feeling more demotivated and frustrated. If you feel worse after you've opened social media than you did before, I think it's a great sign that it's time to take some time off social media and try to be more present in the real world. And if you find some people that you follow triggering or not making you feel any better about yourself, I think there's nothing wrong with unfollowing those people. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with those people, it only means that as of right now, their content is not beneficial for you. Finding balance between a healthy relationship with social media and the period of time when social media became toxic is still a bit of a struggle for me. The first step is to realize that this is happening, this is how I'm affected by this and admit it to yourself and then you can do something about it. And if I should leave you with just one thing from this episode, then it's that you are beautiful and amazing and smart and you are enough just the way you are, just by being yourself and you are a unique human being and you shouldn't be trying to be like somebody else and you shouldn't compare yourself with anybody else. That's all I have for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please rate this podcast in the Apple Podcast and subscribe to Binge on Self Love Podcasts on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts and follow me on Instagram at Binge on Self Love. Talk to you soon. Bye! Thank you so much for spending your time listening to Binge on Self Love Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to subscribe to Binge on Self Love Podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any future episode. You can find more content on binge eating, procrastination, and self-acceptance at bingeonselflove.com and on Instagram at Binge on Talk to you soon. Bye!